Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by World Arts, a global stage for artists, fans in the music industry, and by MySanFelipeVacation.com, your escape in the Sea of Cortez. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, and today we're going to talk with two women who stimulate two different sides of your musical brain. We're going to talk to Jessica Perry and Vanessa V, and they stimulate the hard rock, metal rock side of your brain. And then we're going to talk to Emilia Romano, who stimulates the classical harp rock side of your brain. You bet you didn't know you had a classical harp rock side of your brain. Well, you do. And we have a special guest coming up today, too, a surprise guest. So stay tuned. This is going to be a great show. This is Patrick O'Hepernan, and I'm your host here on Music Friday Live. And, you know, this is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you, not just me. So you can call in. You can call in at 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. Or you can email us. I know a lot of you people are at work, and you, you can't call. So email us, musicfridaylive at gmail. Dot com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, like I said, we have a surprise guest, and uh, here she is. Now, before we talk to her, I want to just tell you, this is um, Darla Rowe. She's Atlanta-born, L.A.-based singer-songwriter. She's with us here today. She's been singing since she was 10 years old, but she really took off when her indie EP, Rebel Soul, premiered on RyanSeacrest.com. And then, and then she won the National Unsigned Only Music Competition. I've seen her live, and you can too. We're going to talk about that. But first, here's the woman herself, Darla Bow. Darla, welcome to Music Friday Live, and thank you for calling in. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, first, let's get right down to business. You've got a big show coming up at the Hotel Cafe. You want to tell us about it? Uh, yeah, um, I'm super excited about it. It's on Thursday, March 23rd at 7 p.m., the day before my birthday. So everyone Yay. come out and support me. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's, is this your first time at uh, Hotel Cafe? No, I've actually done a show there before, and it was the vibe in the room was just so amazing that I just I fell in love. <laughs> oh, well, of course, everybody does. And for those of you who haven't been to Hotel Cafe, it's in Hollywood. I'm talking to my L.A. audience now. It's in Hollywood on Coenga. And uh, you, you know which room you're going to be in? Are you going to be in the uh, the big stage or the intimate stage? The intimate yeah. Ooh, good. All right. That's my favorite room. I like to so, keep it close. <laughs> yeah, well, it does. And, uh, you know, it's it only, only the best people actually play in the intimate stage really well because you are right there. Uh, and uh gives you an opportunity also to meet the fans and the, and the fans to meet you. So congratulations on that. So let me remind everybody again, 32317, put that down your calendar on the intimate stage at the hotel 
Cafe, you're going to get to see Darla. Now, Darla, you also, you, you've got an Indiegogo page up too, don't you? I do, yes. It's for my upcoming new record. <laughs> okay. And uh, have you started recording the upcoming new record? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've already got everything recorded and mastered, and we're just waiting to give it a really good release. <laughs> okay. So the uh, the live performance uh, at the Hotel Cafe, are you going to you know kind of sneak a few of the new songs in? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We're have a okay. few little covers in there, but mainly originals. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, let's, so that's a, a second reason why people should go see your show, because they're going to get to get a, a preview on the album. Uh, so people should go to uh, Indiegogo and look you up, and then they can be part of producing the album. Is that right? Uh, yeah, they can help um, with the release and marketing and promotion and everything like that. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations on putting the album together. Congratulations on the, uh, the show next week. And um, I want everybody to look it up and be there if they can. And thanks so much for, for dropping in on us. We really appreciate it when uh, people like you just sort of call in and say, hi, we really appreciate it. So thanks again. Oh, thank you. All right, if you're in Los Angeles, you can see Darla Bow next Thursday at the famous Hotel Cafe on Coinga Boulevard in Hollywood. Don't miss it. Tickets at the door or online at Hotel Cafe. Now, we're going to take a little break right now to welcome in our affiliates. And uh, when we come back, Vanilla Sugar joins us. So we get both JP and Vanessa B. This is going to be really exciting. So don't go away. We'll be right back. We are right back. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm uh, your host here on Music Friday Live. First of all, I want to welcome all of our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and all those radio affiliates that they send the show out to around the East Coast. I also want to say hi to all of our listeners in London. Yes, we are heard in London on the Artist Echoes Network. Well, of course, we're not heard live because they're asleep in London right now, but they'll be heard tonight. And also, if you have questions or comments for our guests, you can call in 347-215-7511 or email your questions like most of you do at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. So, and also, you know, if you're listening to us on a podcast and a lot of people listen to us on the podcast, you can still email your questions to our guests and we will forward them on. Now, now we have to give up. We're going to, you know, we have a broadcast partner and our broadcast partner is World Arts. And uh, I want everybody to know about World Arts, but rather than me telling you, I'm going to let them tell you. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts 
is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. Well, if you're a band or a fan or a member of the music industry, you should be part of World Arts. You can sign up at www.worldarts.com. It's free. We're there, and you should be there, too. It's a great institution. Well, I saw our next guest live on stage recently at the Trip Music Venue in Santa Monica, California. I was kind of intrigued from the minute I walked in because there on stage was a giant pink ice cream cone, which is not what I expected. I also didn't expect the petite red-haired woman holding the silver lame guitar on one side of the ice cream cone, nor the leather-clad woman with the bright red electric axe on the other side of the ice cream cone. But unexpected is what Vanilla Sugar is all about. Uh, The brainchild of Jessica Perry, JP as she's known on stage, Vanilla Sugar experiments with hard rock and metal music and deep lyrics and stage presence and and unique talent of all kinds. Uh, They radiate raw power and emotion far beyond any expectations. And we're really proud today that we have the sources of that raw musical power. Both JP and Vanessa V are with us today. Welcome to Music Friday Live. Hello. Hi. All right. Well, since you both sound alike on the phone, uh, (laughs) I'm going to ask you to... (laughs) to identify yourselves individually so our audience knows who's talking. So, Vanessa, say hello. Hi, I'm, I'm Vanessa. I play guitar for Vanilla Sugar. Okay, and JP? Hello, I am JP Vanilla. I play keys, vocals, do a little guitar as well. Okay, all right. Now we know who's who, and of course people can tell me. Uh, well, JP, <laughs> b- before we go any farther, I'm sure our listeners, uh, well, I know, our listeners have a picture of your stage presence at the trip in front of them because we put it up on our show website. So where did the ice cream cone come from? Whose idea was it? And uh, we've already got one email already from somebody uh, in Hollywood uh, who wants to know, do you have real ice cream cones hidden in a freezer for you and Vanessa to cool off with after the show? <laughs> well, uh, so to answer the first question uh, with the ice cream cone logo, so we've always been about, you know, representing what females can do. Um, like how you're saying unexpected, like if you ever come to one of our shows, you'll see the sound and just like the raw power from these little baby girls on stage. Um, I, I love having that kind of approach. So, you know, of course, bringing in like the female part of everything. Uh, ice cream is just the pink coat in general is very feminine, which is cute, which is what we like. Uh, there's a couple different meanings that go into the actual like ice cream itself. Um, but, you know, it, we all kind of want to represent a little bit of sexiness, too. So, like, uh, some of our other logos, there's, like, the ice cream cone looks like it's dripping a little bit, like melting. Uh, the, we partnered with, <laughs> back in Houston, there is an awesome company called Punk Star slash Creative Arts and Inc. And we actually partnered up with them many, many moons ago and collaborated with the ice cream cone logo. And that's how it came to be. And we actually, Vanessa and I both have it tattooed on our body. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure somebody's going to email in and ask where, but um, what about the last half of that question? Is there a freezer full oh. of ice cream cones for you too? 
Yes, uh, oh, actually, dairy, dairy-free and gluten-free ice cream cones live <laughs> where we live. We keep them in our practice room after each practice and definitely for every show. Okay, all right. Well, I know that um, uh, one of your sponsors is Colcock Whiskey. How, how does whiskey go with vanilla ice cream? Well, <laughs> we do love to drink as well. Um, and whiskey is a drink of choice. Colcock is a great brand, so we're really excited to have uh, be on their team as well. But you don't mix it with ice cream. No, I don't you think could, that would taste yeah. very good. That, actually, that, that would sound like a really good cocktail at some point. And I think you just kind of gave us our signature cocktail now to try Okay, it out. all right. The, the, the vanilla the sugar cocktail. <laughs> well, uh, Vanessa, what led you to pick up an electric guitar and dive into the pretty tough world of metal music? Um. Well, it's going to sound weird, but like um, – I've I come from more like of a classic like bluesy background. Um, my my uncle plays guitar, and so when I was younger, I was I was inspired to just like teach myself to play. Like uh, I didn't really have anyone to really show me, so I just kind of got my cheap guitar from a, a catalog and came with a chord book, and I just learned how to play. Um, and then through learning, I kind of got into like Jimi Hendrix and classic rock and bluesy type of stuff. Um, but I've always been into different kinds of genres of music. So when um, I got into Vanilla Sugar, um, it kind of pushed me to go towards more of a heavier style of playing. Um, not necessarily full-blown metal, which I do love and appreciate it, but it's kind of like a hybrid playing. Um, and, like, you know, I, I play with an orange stack, so it's there's a lot of classic rock, like, you know, elements, but the the metal part definitely influences a different style that I think is unique to vanilla sugar. So, um, I don't know. I love it. I mean, All right. it's, okay. it's, yeah. I, I'm impressed that you, you, you taught yourself to play that well at, uh, from a, a, a catalog guitar and, and chord book. Now, JP, what's your musical story? How did a nice little girl from Texas grow into a <laughs> metal music powerhouse in Los Angeles? Well, uh, I started playing when I was a little kid. Uh, thanks to my father, who's a drummer. Uh, I started playing piano when I was little, around four years old, and kind of just like kept with it, learning theory and all that good stuff with it. Then uh, when I was 12, my dad got me my first guitar for Christmas, and I was so stoked. Um, and that's when I started kind of growing into the more heavier style of music. Um, like my favorite band growing up was actually Korn. <laughs> And the new metal kind of uh, kind of vibe that was going on back then, I just like love the crunchiness, the heaviness of the guitars. And uh, Monkey, the guitar player from Corn, actually inspired me to start like going in that route, and it got kind of stuck with me. Well, it it uh, it seems to work very well. And, and like I said in my introduction, um, one of the things about Vanilla Sugar is that it is unexpected, and it really is unexpected to to, to see you and, and for our audience who are looking at pictures of you. You're not a large person, right? <laughs> uh, uh, in fact, I'm not sure if either if you put the guitar next to you uh, standing up, uh, who, which of the two of you is taller. Um, maybe that depends <laughs> on the guitar, right? But uh, you really uh, surprise us with uh, a lot of power. And uh, I want to play some. I want to play your music, but we only have one of your songs that I can play today. And I'm sure that uh, pretty soon we're going to be able to to get a lot more. But uh, each oh, yeah. of your songs is kind of an adventure 
into itself. And this particular song, which is called Be Okay, I'm going to play different parts of it during, uh, during the interview to, just to showcase how surprising you are. So this is the opening of Be Okay. opportunity to see just how scary you are so when will they be able to see you uh play live again you got any dates coming up uh yeah we do we're actually having uh we're playing on april 16th in houston um we're actually doing a show at last concert the venue's called last concert cafe it's this uh big party for this app called her h-e-r uh, we're really stoked to play it's going to be a lot of fun and then we're due to go on tour this late May into early June. We're doing a Midwest tour. Wow, Midwest part, but no more in the than the West Coast. We we not we missed our opportunity. <laughs> well, we just no, got done with that run, actually. Okay, I, I heard uh, uh, Vanessa uh, pop up back yeah, there. So, yeah, we we got we're kind of trying to hit up different sections of the U.S. So we we kind of have definitely like future plans to tour out as much as possible throughout the different sectors of the u.s so we started this year with uh the west coast we're going to hit up midwest this coming leg and then probably in around early fall um, late summer we'll, we'll head up east coast or we're just trying to make our rounds and it'll be you know repetitive ones as we start to go out and play these shows hopefully we get vanilla sugar out there and far enough uh to where you know the word spreads and you know the the shocking factor like brings us back each time and into more places as word gets around. So um, definitely plans to go back to the West Coast. We love the West Coast, and um, you know we're we're just we're just taking our legs you know months at a time. So um, are are you both based in Texas or are you in two different parts of the country? Uh, we, we are, are split. We are, yes, we are split. 
we we are we originated from Houston. We grew up uh, our whole lives in Houston, uh, but we had a lot of opportunity on the West Coast. So uh, we're now split between the West Coast and in Houston still. Okay. All right. Um, now I know that that Vanilla Sugar is based on live guitar and sampling and keyboards and vocals. Um, how, how I know you have to prep the samples in advance. Is is the song written in advance, or do you sort of improvise around a groove or around the samples, or is the whole thing laid out in advance? But the music writing is honestly, I feel like one of the longer parts of what we do. Um, what takes the longest? Um, we we generally come out here to California uh, and start working on tracks, and one song can take like a month. You know, it's just we want to make sure that we're putting out something that we all like, that we all vibe off of, and sounds good. Um, but yeah, we do we do write actual like. I guess uh, one of us will come up with like a riff. So like, let's say I just hear an idea for keyboards in my head. Okay. So we'll take that. And then what can we build off of that? Like, what can we build around that? And then that's how just over time will turn into a, a full song. So when you actually get on stage, you're not improvising. Oh no, no. It's everything is like already, we already wrote out all the music and then we just play okay. it live. Oh. Mm-hmm. Or because it, it, the way it in watching you the way the music flows um it doesn't look like you're reaching for anything of course you're not reading music it looks like it's just coming right out and i guess you after spending a month on a song it does come right out <laughs> it's like well. embedded into your brain you know and you're doing it like every night so playing it live yeah. every night well it shows it shows we're talking with uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Perry, JP, and Vanessa V of the band Vanilla Sugar, and you can talk with them too. You can call in 347-215-7511, or if you're at work like most of you are, you can email us, and some of you have an email links, but I'll give you the address anyway. It's music, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let, let's read some of the emails here. Uh, Jameson in Hollywood, I wonder if that refers to a whiskey or not, um, I saw the photo of JP on the show site. Is the silver guitar she's holding acoustic or electric? Uh, the silver guitar is an electric Daisy Rock guitar. Uh, we're also proudly part of the Daisy Rock family as well. So definitely electric. Okay. All right. And uh, let's see. We've got uh, Pritchard in, uh, also in Los Angeles. And uh, he says, what groups inspire JP and Vanessa? Is there in, any music that inspires them besides metal or punk? Uh, well, for this is JP. For for me, uh, what I find inspiring is like I was growing up was the new metal movement. So bands like Corn, Tones, Slipknot, oh. stuff like that. Um, as I started to get older, I started expanding into more electric, um, like electronic kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have bands that are similar to that of Slato, um, Knife, bands like that. Some some bands are not really um, too mainstream, but just have really cool music. All of that coming together is kind of what I vibe okay. off of. So. All right. Recife <clears throat> um, in New York City once uh, says... Um, Vanessa talked about a Midwest tour. Are you also going to be on the East Coast? Yes. Uh, we are going to be um, 
doing that leg of the tour probably around uh, early uh, fall, so maybe around September, um, early, like, first beginning of September, maybe the end of August. So we'll be heading up probably all along the coast, probably up to Florida, up through New York and Maine, as long as, you know, you can find venues that are open to host us and stuff. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, do, do you have any venues uh, set up in New York yet, in New York City? Not yet. That's actually one one part of the uh, country that we have not uh, toured as a band yet. So we're really, really excited to hit up the East Coast because uh, we, we haven't had an opportunity yet to, to approach it. So no venues in mind, but we are open to do anything, you know, as long as, as they can support our sound. Like, I mean, as you saw, we have a pretty uh, pretty significant setup when it comes to that. So as long as, as, a, as a venue can, can hold us and we're willing to play anywhere. Oh, we'll try the Rockwood Music Hall. They, they can hold you. Cool, cool, yeah. We'll check okay. it out. All right. Now, I'm going to play the other half of um, Be Okay. There's a, an example of your songwriting, your lyric writing, and I really quickly wanted to ask you, although it works as we're getting a little close on on time there, um, the lyrics there, you and I were the one that washed away. Our lives are made of shattered glass and broken dreams on fire. Stars fall. I shot them all. You and I were both supposed to sink with this ship. And, of course, it doesn't sound nearly as well as when I read it as when you sing it. But very quickly, <laughs> well, you know, poetry's not dead. We just call it lyrics now, and uh, it's much better sung. Um, I hope that's not a description of your lives, right? And uh, <laughs> I'm just curious as to uh, what was what's the sinking ship that you're talking about there? Uh, this is Jessica. So we were uh, when we wrote that song, uh, I was going through like a whole bunch of like emotional stuff. So at that time, I did feel like that was my life, but now life is is good. Um, but yeah, so. I, Pretty much it was, uh, you know, just going through and realizing that something that you thought was going to work out really doesn't. But, you know, I was kidding. All right. Okay. Well, we are just about out of time here, and I want to let um, our fans, our, our audience know that if they become fans of yours, I understand they become sugar cubes. Is that right? Yes, my little sugar cubes. We love them. Yeah, all right. Well, everybody should uh, become a sugar cube. I'm now a sugar cube. So where do people go to find your music? Uh, You can check out Spotify. We're on there. Just search Vanilla Sugar. Uh, We also have stuff on SoundCloud. Um, Feel free to, you know, check out our video for Be Okay. Uh, That's going to be up on YouTube. Uh, You can check us out through Facebook, and it's all on there, too. And will your concert dates go up on your Facebook site? Yes, sir. 
Okay. All right. Well, I will follow your uh, Facebook site and, and you know, hope that I get to see you again in uh, the West Coast and let all my friends on the East Coast know about it. And uh, I'm Jessica and Vanessa, um, I really want to um, say thank you very much for spending the time with us. Uh, I know you're calling from two different parts of the country, so <laughs> I'm proud to become a sugar cube, and I think that everybody listening should become a sugar cube. Thanks again for joining Yay. us. Thank you for your time. Thank, thank you so for much. Having us. Yay. All right. We have to take a break right now. And when we return, we're going to talk to the other side of your brain. Um, And with uh, Amelia Romano, she's going to join us with her harp. Yes, her harp. You know, the big one that stands up and looks like an angel's wing. But don't go away. We're not going to you're not going to want to miss this little trip we're going to take to Mexico because we, you know, we always take a trip to Mexico and this is going to be it. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Hi there. Visit www.MySanFelipeVacation.com today. That's www.MySanFelipeVacation.com. See you in San Felipe. See you in San Felipe, and uh, like I said, hi there. I was saying hi there from uh, San Felipe. So don't forget when you go to to www san felipe uh, my vacation san felipe dot com, put in the the code M F L five, and that will give you a discount. That's M F L A five, and you'll get a great discount. That's my san felipe vacation com. Well, you know you don't see very many gla- classical lever harps in pop and rock music. Uh, in fact, I'm sure a lot of you out there think that's impossible. You can't incorporate such a gentle and melodic instrument into beat-driven songs. Well, after listening to the music of Emilia Romano, you're going to know that that simply isn't true. It works, and it works very well. Romano has been performing and recording and touring with her harp for 15 years. And in that time, she has demonstrated without a doubt that when it comes to the harp, you can do the impossible, and it sounds great. Romano began studying the harp at the age of nine. She trained at the San Francisco High School of Art, and she released her first solo album, Seeking Peace, in her senior year. That's impressive scares me. And after graduating from UC Berkeley, she taught music in South Africa. Then she came back to the Bay Area and formed Stringquake, a dynamic trio that released two albums of electric harp-centered music. And last year, she put together the All That Bad Trio, which released its first full-length album this fall titled New Perspectives. And New Perspectives is exactly what Amelia Romano brings to music. Amelia, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you so much for having me, Patrick. Well, Amelia, I mean this in a good way. Uh, you're all over the place. 
string quake ranges from zen-like contemplation to energetic tunes from india and greece and africa and latin america your latest album is a toe tapper that could probably sneak into hardly strictly bluegrass if you wanted to and uh, on top of all that you sing so how did all this happen that's a great question it has definitely evolved a lot i start out as a teenager in harp ensembles with my first harp teacher, Diana Stork. And those experiences really inspired and rooted me in world music and my passion for Latin American music. So that kind of started really young. And when I went abroad to South Africa, I realized I really wanted to have a harp that I could bring with me wherever I went. And the acoustic lever harp, even though it's not as big as the pedal harp, it still has its, its transportation limitations. So about five years ago, I decided to try out the electric harp. And that really paved the way for the ensembles that I've, and then the development of the music that I'm now doing both with my trio string quake, as well as what's featured on New Perspectives. That's going to be, um, that's currently performed a lot of the works by my new trio, All That Bad. All right. I'm getting it. Uh, That is quite an evolutionary story. Uh, and I'm getting a lot of um, a ton of email here about what you just said. Boy, you people are really fast on the keyboards. Um, let, let, let's read one here from Monty in Los Angeles. Monty says, lever harp, pedal harp, electric harp. How many harps are there and what's the difference? Go for it. So there's pretty much a harp from every part of the world, from all over South America. The most common harp that we're familiar with is the pedal harp which basically means there are seven pedals set up that give you access to the half tone between each note on the seven-note scale. But with chromatic notes or half notes, it's the 12-note scale. And that pedal harp basically gives you quick access with the move of a pedal with your foot. However, the lever harp, which is what I started with and still play, requires you to lift a lever on each string, and it moves just that individual string from a natural to a sharp. And then when it comes to the electric harp. Go ahead. Sorry. I have a question for you on that, but go ahead. Finish the electric harp. Yeah. So the electric harp, the only difference with that is that there's a pickup on every string instead of a sound box on the harp itself. Where are these these levers? Because I can see your string, your, your fingers working the strings. Where are the levers? So the levers are on the top part of the harp called the neck of the harp. Okay, so you move your hand back and forth between the levers and the strings? Exactly. So I usually use my left hand to move the levers. And uh, obviously today is St. Patrick's Day, which is a huge celebration for Irish and the harp, folk harp. And a lot of Irish music, you set the key, so you put up specific levers, and then you play a song in that key. It can vary. Um, Whereas with some of my music now, I've actually started changing levers in the middle of the piece. So you'll see my left hand moving up to the neck of the harp and changing specific notes. I'm going to have to go back and look at those videos uh, a a lot uh, more carefully now. Um, And, you know, and being at O'Heffernan and and having a daughter in Ireland, um, I'm quite familiar with the Celtic harp. And incidentally, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. Uh, (laughs) Right now to watch it. (laughs) Even uh, even more carefully now. Well, tell you what, what, what instead of uh, watching, 
why don't we play a little of your music so the audience here can understand what all the excitement is about. Let's play It's About Time. Thank you. 
that was uh, Ropo, which is, uh, for our non-Spanish-speaking audience, is the name of a fast-tempo Venezuelan, Venezuelan dance where people face each other, you know, like they used to when they danced, and uh, dance. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you... Do you play? I just I, I was in Cuba a couple of weeks ago uh, looking at uh, I was with some Danzon. It was at Danzon studio and where people were doing that, you know, actually holding each other and and facing each other. And then I was in Mexico last week and seeing the same thing. So which brings up the question, do you play that song in Latin clubs and get people dancing? You know, I've I've played it a lot of different places. So I guess I have played it in a Latin club or a restaurant Um yeah, my music usually, I found that house concerts and more performing art spaces works great for my music, but I should definitely try that out because my trio did go to Mexico both in 2013 and 2015, and we did a lot of busking and shows on stages, but I'm sure I could get people dancing with that one. I mean, the the composer of that piece, Carlos Reyes, is from from Paraguay originally, and he performs it with the Latin jazz band, and you can only imagine the effect of that. Oh, wow. You know, that'd be kind of interesting, that, uh, having you in a Latin jazz band. You ever thought about that? I have. I definitely have. I'm kind of, who knows what will happen in the next coming years. I mean, the, the past <laughs> year since I put this album together, and uh, I actually went to Europe last summer as a duo with the Cajon player on this album. So who knows, maybe in a couple of years I'll I'll meet some new musicians and keep developing new directions just like yeah the okay title. right yeah well yeah. um uh, i guess with a harp that uh you know playing a harp you can't dance obviously while you play but uh, you do sing and uh, i want to play a little bit of, of you singing while you play the harp this is a receiver with uh, Amelia Romano and uh, we're talking about her harp and uh, her songwriting and her singing and you can talk with her too you can call us 347-215-7511 or if you're at work like I know almost everybody is uh, you can uh, email us at um, musicfridaylive at gmail.com and we got a lot of emails here so we're going to talk uh, we're going to get to those emails but um, I do want to ask a question, which I've got in several emails anyway. So is it unusual for a harp player also to be a songwriter? It depends on who you're asking. Some are surprised, but I actually have a number of colleagues that 
are singer-songwriters and harpists. And I believe a number of them started just as composers and players of the harp and then brought in voice and melded the two as composers. So well, it's that, less that, common than you might or less uncommon than you might expect. Well, that brings me to a question that um, Regalo in Phoenix, uh, Arizona, has emailed in. And Regalo wants to know, when you went to art school, and I guess he meant the, the high school of, of the arts you went to, did they train you to be a classical musician, and were they surprised when you weren't? So there's a little funny story behind that, because being a lever harpist, I actually auditioned on lever harp but they couldn't just accept me to the school because the music was classical and they needed a pedal harpist. So I actually have kind of taken the side route with music, not doing all the um, traditional classical training on a pedal harp. I actually studied viola alongside lever harp while I was in high school. And then when I went to UC Berkeley, I studied with a teacher there, but didn't get a degree in music because, again, there wasn't a lever harp program. So I've always found a way to use music as a vehicle of artistic expression, but have never really been deeply rooted in the classical repertoire or tutelage of that known instrument. Sounds like you need to start an organization free the lever harp. Because obviously <laughs> <it's> a... <laughs> there are a few there are a few schools for sure and I just ended up deciding to I looked at um, the University of Oregon at the time and decided to not go that direction quite. But, um, you know, studying with numerous harpists over the years, and I found actually working with the musicians that I've worked with has really put me to the place that I am now, and I think that's the largest gratitude I have in my current career. Okay. Um, we, we got a question I knew we were going to get, and this is from Vista in San Antonio, Texas, and and Vista writes, um, Amelia, do you have a bunch of pedals with your guitar? You said it had had electric pick I mean, with your harp. You said it had electric pickups, so I assume those wires go someplace. So, yes, I do. I'm a baby in terms of the whole pedal board setup, but I have um, a volume pedal that really helps with the beginning and ending of songs because I slowly quiet the instrument versus just instantly muting it. I also have um, a reverb pedal to kind of give me options based on the type of song I'm playing. And I currently have a vortex pedal, which gives this kind of weird otherworldly effect. So I'm starting slow, but I have gone that direction. And I think about it almost as I would just writing a composition because each pedal offers a new concept and idea to the piece itself. Okay. Uh, we have a, a couple more emails here I want to get to. One close to home, and this is from Mystic in Santa Rosa, and she says, do you ever play up here in Santa Rosa? Great question. I actually realized I need to update my website because my trio, All That Bad, is heading up to Ukiah next Friday. And then we're headed to Corvallis, Oregon, and Portland, Oregon. So I'll give you all the info at the end of this interview and include um, my website, which will have that information. And hopefully Santa Rosa soon. Okay, or or, uh, other places in in Sonoma County. I believe that there's a university up there that uh, might be a good place for you. Pretty big one. Um, Yeah. 
some research. Uh, Bistique in San Diego wants to know, can other musicians apply to be in your band? <laughs> <laughs> Tell them they should write me an email. And okay. who knows? I think I think it's fun with a lot of shows, sometimes we'll just have an open jam session at the end and tell musicians to bring their instruments because I, I think what happens not on the calendar, it has so much magic to it and you never know what will happen. I mean, as I said, I went to school, the arts high school and I was friends with a lot of the musicians that I know now and play with today, but we lost touch for five, six, seven years and here I am. So who knows? Who knows? Okay, well, there, there it is. Bistec, uh, send her an email. You might include a, uh, a, a, a video or an audio of, uh, of what it is you play. Um, Madeline, no, Maybelline. Maybelline in Orinda wants to know, do you ever play over in the East Bay? Yes. Uh, I don't currently have any shows scheduled for that, but again, I will be um, updating my site, and I'm sure that, will, that a show will come soon. I have a show in San Francisco tonight, which I'll talk about shortly. If well, why don't you the bar, talk about it right now? You'd be interested. Should I talk about yeah, that right now? Okay. Um, yeah, talk so, about it right now. Yeah, so today's the celebration of my di- the digital release of my album, New Perspectives. So if you don't have a CD play, you can go on to my website, my name, ameliaromano.com, and you can buy the album. But I decided to also celebrate the digital release with a concert at the Center for New Music, on Taylor Street near Powell Bart Station in San Francisco. And I've formed a new group with trumpet and upright bass. If you think, you know, cello and string instruments together with harp is unusual, I highly recommend coming to the show because every musician in this group has surprised each other with the arrangements that we've made both of songs from my album as well as other pieces like Feeling Good or uh, Strange Fruit, which is a not-so-well-known piece um, sung by Billie Holiday. But the interesting, yeah. But the interesting thing about this show tonight is that each of the musicians comes from a very different musical background. The trumpet player did classical training, I did more world Latin original music training, and the bassist comes from like a funk rock bluegrass um, angle. So we're taking all these new perspective, perspectives and creating something that is both arranged and structured and very improvisatory. Okay. So well, what, tonight, uh, at the ten, Center for New Music. At the Center for New Music. And if you're in the East Bay, like our emailer was uh, in Orenda, yeah, you can, I guess you can take BART across the bay and, and get off at the Powell Station, and it's right there. And uh, for That's everybody good. in the Bay Area, you should be there. <laughs> this is, is going to be a great concert. And like you say, it's a celebration of the release of your album. So be there at the, tonight at the Center for New Music. Well, why don't we play? We're, you know, we're getting a little tight on time, but there's a couple of other songs of yours, at least one other song of yours I want to get in. And this is Defying Gravity.
wanted to play a little bit of um, Defying Gravity before we uh, we run out of time uh, for a number of reasons, because it's, it's, it's a great piece of music, and it really kind of wakes you up and gives you energy, and it also demonstrates the, your range. And also, I understand that there's kind of an interesting inspiration behind that, uh, an activity you were involved in that led you to that. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, so I... I'm a San Francisco native, and Yosemite is one of the greatest national parks in the state. So I got lucky and got a lottery ticket to go and hike up to the top of Half Dome. So I did that in um, May 2015. And I'm scared of heights, but, you know, sometimes you have to go beyond your fear. So I hiked the 10 months, basically 10-hour hike up to the summit of Half Dome, and then I had a little harp with me at the campsite and that evening I started writing this melody and it's kind of developed into a obviously larger piece and song with many instruments added, but I decided to call it defying gravity because again, I'm a bit afraid of heights and being a mile above the Yosemite basin Valley was definitely a moment to remember. So this song brings me back to that experience. And you, wait a minute, let me, make sure I heard that right. You carried a harp up to the top of Half Dome. I I didn't. I'm not. I, no. <laughs> I carried a harp bar. I actually, when I was in Cape Town, if anyone's been to Cape Town before, they know Table Mountain, which is about a two-hour hike up. And I actually did carry a small harp, a harpsicle up there, and I have a video that was recorded of me playing up there. But I didn't do it on Half Dome, no. I okay. left my harp at the campsite. And All right. So. <laughs> yeah, I figured it was kind Not of hard to hike, to hike with a harp. But that brings up a question. Do, do you carry a notebook or put notes on your cell phone um, as, as as things pop into your mind for songs? Definitely, definitely. I'll, um, I often just like record a melody or an idea and then I'll name it and I'll be able to come back to it later, both for my solo work and group work. So you were able to do that while you were climbing up Half Dome. Well, well, I'm I'm impressed. Um, I've done that once in my life, and I'm also not crazy about heights, and it had the same effect to me. <laughs> All right, I was very aware of gravity. Um, <laughs> before before we leave, in one minute, what are your future plans? Where do you want to take this? In more rock, more Latin? Do you know? Experiment? But I I think I'm naturally going to go down more like the Latin. Um, a little bit of jazz world scene, but I really want to see the people that I interact with and where that takes me. Because as I said, I've been so fortunate to work with such great barrier local musicians. So I just love to take this music and bring it um, to, like many musicians would say, a wider audience where they can rethink the harp and its role in current music. Because the harp is not just an angelic pedal harp instrument. It can have many different forms, and it has many different functions. And for me, it's really expressing myself musically through this instrument. So well, a new perspective I, on an ancient instrument. As we began the uh, the interview with, the new perspective. Well, I, I, I certainly am looking forward to following you while you do that, because I know it's going to be lots of fun, and it's going to result in a lot of great music. Amelia, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us uh, this morning. This has been a lot of fun. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And before you leave, once again, you're going to be tonight. Tell us once again where. 
Um, my trio, All That Bad, will be at the Center for New Music. It's 55 Taylor Street, San Francisco, and the show starts at 7.30. Be there. Okay. Have fun. Okay, everybody who's in the Bay Area should take BART over there, get off of the Powell Station, and be there because it's going to be a wonderful event. And, again, you can follow. You, you also have um, – see, you're on Vimeo. Your, your videos are on Vimeo. You have yeah, a Facebook page. Yeah, you just page. go to yeah, go com. That has everything. It will bring you to Facebook, okay. Vimeo, YouTube, you name it. And if you have any questions, just email me. I'm always happy to converse with everyone. It's a, yeah, share, share the. Okay, that's AmeliaRomano.com, Romano.com, and check her out. If you're in the Bay Area, you should go to her uh, album release party tonight, and you'll have a great time. Well, you have been listening to Music Friday live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates here and in London. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feed, and you'll get a real-time update on our guest. Our producer, Lars Christensen, our program director, Jason Bartlebin, our intern, our angelic intern, is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com, or you can also find us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to talk with the wonderful, whimsical singer-songwriter Gail Skidmore, just ahead of the release of her new album and her tour. And we're going to talk to the incomparable Maggie McClure, whose music you have heard on Dr. Phil, on Cougar Town, and the television show The Real World. So check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will update you on those guests. And also, if you're in L.A., don't forget to mark your calendar for Girls Rock L.A. on March 31st at the 333 Live Club in downtown L.A. It'll be your chance to, to meet American Idol finalist Allison Arrieta and her band Halo Circus and Rock to the Beat of the women-led bands like Los Hollywood and Stars at Night. It's free at 8 p.m., 10 bucks after 9 p.m., so be there. And you can because I'm a sponsor. In the meantime, good night, everyone, and have a great musical weekend. Bye.